Hello and welcome to week three of NFL Only Better. It's our fourth episode of the season and we are cruising along, gentlemen, to episode 100. I keep mentioning it because we're going to have to do something. We'll have to do a free bet. I'm thinking yeah, out loud here. Anyway, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, John Balfour, Mike Carson. Guys, I haven't introduced you yet. John, don't speak until I introduce you. Come on, guys. <laughs> I just got very excited, Kieran, about the episode 100. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you pull out of the bag for this one in what, uh, is it, two weeks from now. Three weeks? Three, maybe? Is it? Yeah, some, something like that. Um, best bets. Um, unfortunately, mine was a loser. Don't know how. Don't know how Green Bay didn't win. Jordan Love, <laughs> acting drunk. Very weird. Uh, uh, but you two guys both won. Uh, Mike, you were the under in the Saints game, which was around... Saints, Carolina. Yeah. Seven, under 40.5. Yeah, I think it yeah. went off 39. Um, and John, you had Tampa Bay, minus 2.5. Sure did. And it the, is, it is one of the, by ten in the end. I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah, comfortable. It is one of the interesting things doing this show on Wednesdays. Um, this week, there's been an awful lot of movement in the lines. There has, from, and on the unders from, yeah. from Monday to Wednesday. Yeah, um, but when you get in, a lot of times, you know, you you can see one that you think is going to continue to move or is going to start to move, and and that was certainly the New Orleans Carolina one qualified. So yeah. for the season, like most of the NFL, John and I are one and one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to talk about those zero and two teams because there's some big names. And we've got some uh, yes, you would know a lot about team. that. <laughs> <laughs> we're just roasting Kieran here right off the bat with our one and one records. Like nine oh nine in the morning. <laughs> I'm not ready for this kind of abuse. Uh, John, Monday Night Football, of course, um, saw another. In horrific injury. Um, yeah. The curse of Monday night football continues. Exactly. Um, uh, Nick Chubb is out for the season, you would assume, I assume. He's, he's oh yeah, no, he, they've ruled him out. He's done for the year. And at his age, it's a it's a bad injury. It's it's the second time he's ruined that same knee. He did the same thing in college when he was with Georgia. And but he managed to come back the next year and score fifteen touchdowns on the season and like a fifteen hundred yards, more than fifteen hundred yards as well. But that's a lot easier to do when you're, you know, twenty, twenty-one years old. He's turning twenty-eight in December, and it's I think it's genuinely in doubt if he ever plays it down in the in the NFL again. Uh, particularly with how we've had a previous discussion about how they value running backs and how they're kind of considered to be, you know, yeah, the become, timing was veterans. Great. Yeah, they become veterans at the at the age of twenty four kind of thing. Yeah, in this the league. timing was great from that point of view because you really understand that running back argument that we got to exactly. get our money now. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But yeah, no, I won't dwell on it too long. But it was yeah, yeah, it was. I was watching it live. I stayed up to watch that game, and it was, you know, it was a heartbreaking thing. You could tell right away that something was wrong. And the U.S. commentary team were saying like, we're not going to show the the replay of what happened. But then Sky Sports jumps in and is like, with a slow motion replay of. <laughs> of uh, of Nick Chubb's knee bending in the wrong direction, so yeah, it, it feels like there's a bit of a dark cloud been hanging over me at least anyway. Because as a as a Browns fan, Nick Chubb has been the um like the one constant in that franchise in the last six. Throughout all the ups and downs, he's been the one thing that's always been consistently good. And you remove that now, and the Browns are looking at the entire offense now is focused on Deshaun Watson, who is not looking good. He is. We no. can kind of come to that conclusion now. Again, it's only two weeks in, but. It's funny to see Baker Mayfield over in Tampa get with a two and a record here and playing fine. Like he's not going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but you know he's looking like a better player than Deshaun Watson at the moment. I don't think many people argue against that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this team goes forward with major changes on the. Yeah, Rudy Ford ran well. You have to say Um, Rudy, Rudy. Sorry, and and, (laughs) uh, but Watson looks like he's you know. And he looks like he's 38 years old running. Yeah, um, I mean, he's still got that sense of where people are. You can, but there's no, there's no kind of like burst um, in what he's doing. And 
there was Saquon Barkley injured his knee as well. And I was looking at uh, compare. And it is weird. I mean, there is that ghoulish sense. And Sky was certainly putting it up for the ghoulish sense, the traffic accident um, mm-hmm. kind of kind of footage. Um, but I think people do need to sort of see it to understand, you know, exactly what happens. Because in both cases, the guy's right foot was planted. And Cleveland, of course, is grass. So I can't blame artificial turf for it. But Minka came in right on his knee while it was bent and planted and in the other direction. So there's no give anywhere uh, there. And the only thing they can give are the ligaments. And um, they probably, <laughs> I don't know, three of the four, you know, whatever it is, but that knee seemed to, um, whereas with Saquon, he, he was sort of just pushed down from behind. So again, the knee's injured, but but not quite, not as seriously. And, um, you know, I don't even know, Minka's hit was, not necessary, perhaps, but I don't even know if he'll get fined. I mean, if Jackson's going to play after yeah. two weeks of, of putting guys out with concussions, then I'm sure Mink is probably just going My to. My conspiracy theory is that Ooh. the league would act differently if, for, for example, if that exact same play happened, but it was Patrick Mahomes instead, I think the league are going to oh, be, of course. Yeah, of course. be making some changes. You know? <laughs> absolutely. Ab- that that That's absolutely true. Um, and, you know, but Mahomes probably would have, nah, they wouldn't have been running him into the line. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's, as I seem to say every week, let's move on from the Browns. Um, <laughs> we, we, do you know what we'll do, right? We're just going to park Thursday Night Football for a second and talk about uh, Chargers Vikings because I want to give a stat, okay? Love my stats here. NFL only better all about stats. So since 2002, 99 teams have started 0-3. Just one of those teams have made it to the playoffs. That was the 2018 Texans, okay? So the current 0-2 teams are Bengals, Patriots, Texans, Chargers, Broncos, Vikings, Bears, Panthers, Cardinals. Some of them you would be like, yeah, I kind of thought they'd start like that. Bears, yep. Panthers, Cardinals. Yeah, Texans maybe. The big Houston, ones, obviously. Houston, Carolina. Yeah, Texans, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the yeah. big ones there are obviously the Bengals, the Chargers, and the Vikings. They are probably, you wouldn't have assumed would start 0-2. I'd um, throw the Patriots in there as well, Kieran, to be honest. Possibly, I'd throw, yeah. I'd, I'd, throw, Patriots. Yeah, I'd throw Denver in as well. I, I wouldn't throw Denver in. I hope it works out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, two of those teams meet. <laughs> so they know what it is. And I mean, I've just yeah. been bombarded with these stats from people about the Chargers recently because they're, they're, the offense and the defense is just, it's just so out of kilter. But... One thing I did love was that the Chargers allowed the Titans to score 27 points. It's the first time since week 11 of 2022 that Tennessee scored more than 22. In that time, the uh, Titans averaged 15 points per game. Hmm. And if you watched it, um, and the Chargers are the 33rd team in the Super Bowl era with 50 plus points and zero turnovers through two games that have lost them both. So we can very much see what we spoke about in our season preview was an issue with the Chargers all last season that they have done nothing to fix the defense. And if anything, Justin Herbert, he goes up and he throws a couple of wonderful passes, one a dime for a touchdown. He then does a cheeky two-point kind of conversion thing. They score a touchdown and red zone goes away for like 30 seconds and they come back and Tennessee are in the red zone. Like, if (laughs) anything sums um, it up, Mike, it's that. They they had two two big plays. The chart, And this is Brandon Staley, the genius of geniuses head coach and defensive guru from from the Rams and they gave up what was it, 70 yards to, to Trayvon Burks mm. um you know who 
I don't know how you get beat deep by Trevon Burks, but you know there there you are. And then they had they gave up one other big play. But the thing that killed me, and I was up in Scotland um, doing a personal appearance um, for <laughs> NFL Scotland, which which was which was absolutely great. Um, Shout out to NFL Scotland, al- yeah, along, the along with Mike, um, like to see that. Yeah. along with Scott Cooper, who used to play for the Scottish Claymores. Um, but you know, so we're watching Red Zone while all this other stuff is going on and all of a sudden I look and it's like there's less than a minute to play in that game and the Chargers are around the 15 yard line and they've got all three timeouts and I'm sitting there saying huh (laughs) you know and they didn't use they used one timeout in the end and and it was crazy and it was crazy play calling as well so Kellen Moore who's also the genius you know the boy genius offensive coordinator who's going to be the greatest head coach after after uh, Staley, I, I just I couldn't believe the clock management at the end of that game. They should have won that game. Um, do you not? Do you not think? Sorry, Mike, but do you not think he was thinking they're so bad defensively? I'm not going to use timeouts. I'm going to because he was throwing a lot, so that stops the clock if they're incomplete. So he's yeah. like, I want to score a touchdown, which will put them four up, and I want to give them make sure that they don't have enough time to look. Go down it, and get yeah, if, if if you can, how much time would be left? You know, he was into the last minute seconds. with three timeouts. He could have taken them, you know, it, mm. it, it made no sense. Um, and you if you have that little, there then, sorry. Yeah, if you have that little trust in your defense, then you might as well resign as head coach. Well, they obviously do because they're absolutely, well, they're, sh- they're shocking. Like, they're just absolutely shocking. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they face, I want to give you the prices, okay? I'll come back to you, Mike. 10 to 11, uh, basically each of two like it's it's a pick em game now you can get the charges with a point but you're obviously sacrificing it to become more odds on so it's four to five the over under is 53.5 for obvious reasons they're both is, is is yours down is it down to um to the chargers plus one now uh no it's the chargers plus 1.5 sorry yeah it five. opened with the minnesota plus 1.5 it's weird, yeah, well, you know. It, it is, but obviously Vikings are at home, and if the Vikings look pretty okay as well. Like they're two, do you know what? Like to me, they're, they're very similar. They're very similar, and they're both pretty okay teams that probably should be one and one. But someone's going zero and three, and it's a difficult road back. John will tell you he's zero and three in fantasy football. Most you're zero and two right now, John. Right? <laughs> I'm zero and two. <laughs> you're zero and two right now. Karen, Karen clawing one true. back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what I am, Mike? <laughs> two and zero, just for the record. Um, <laughs> Mike, just how do you see it going? Like, is it just a really tough game to call? I, I was, I was really surprised Minnesota were were home dogs to begin with. I mean, even if it's a slight margin, you know, one point five is 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 uh, not much when you figure it used to be. And I'm not sure this still applies, but it used to be that the home team was considered to have like a three point cushion anyway. You know, I think we've gone away from that now because I think yeah, home field advantage that, yeah. has has dropped down to something like fifty three or percent or something like that. Where it used to be, especially if you're an LA 50s. team. <laughs> yes. So, I, I mean, the obvious play, the, the over under opened at fifty one, and obviously now it's been driven up to fifty three point five. So that's where the money was going on that. But I, I'm starting to think that. This may not be as high scoring as we think. Um, although Cousins, what does he have? Seven hundred ten yards and six touchdowns in the first two games, and they've lost both of them. Um, just kind of like the Chargers stat. So you know, fifty three five is about as high as I would go on that. You know, but I think I think you're looking at points, and I wish 
I wish I could say that the Chargers can win a get, can win this game on the road uh, because that's the way it breaks down to me that they should win the game on the road. Um, but I have no no confidence. This this is one of those where I might well just sit it out and you know let everybody else suffer. Mm. Yeah, you know, John. Before you come in, right, I got another little tip bit for you um, about overs because Mike mentions the overs there. That obviously we said it was it was very much an unders week one four and twelve, mm-hmm. week two, thirteen and three for the overs. Only three yeah. games were under. <laughs> one really? of them I backed the under, which was or one of them I backed the over the which was the KC Jacksonville game. It was like fifty points. Well, yeah, I think and a it, lot of us thought with the over in that one to be fair. Oh yeah, oh, and the unders game. the unders were surprised Kansas City Jacksonville went under. It was 50 5 and the two teams scored twenty six. Um Miami New England went under. For some reason, that was forty six five, and I, and New Orleans, Carolina, obviously the one I took went under, but but they they were the only ones. Yeah, over is now seventeen and fifteen. So d- d- does that change your thinking coming in, John? Very quickly uh, on Chargers Vikings. What way? Yeah, it does a little just, bit. Just to be honest. Honest. Ways it goes. Yeah, you know, I, I think it would, particularly with the with the like you were saying, you made the points about the Chargers defense. Like this is we're still in that kind of early phase of the season where teams are kind of hitting their stride. So. It's hard to know exactly what do you think is going to happen, but you know, just judged on the evidence so far, I think it's a pretty fair bet to uh, to look at the over in this one, even if it is quite an inflated one at fifty three five, like Mike was saying. Okay, yeah, the bookie the bookies have reacted too because thirteen of the games this week are between forty one five and forty six five, or they were. That's what they were on. Um, yes, on uh, Monday, and we and, also have uh, a very low one as well. We've a thirty seven, yeah, I believe, don't we? Yeah, there's only yeah, that's Jets there's only one. Um, Tennessee Cleveland is is now down. It was originally uh, New England the Jets were 37-5 and Tennessee uh is down to 39-5 from 41-5. Yeah, when you um, take Nick Chubb out of the equation in a way. Yeah, and and the, the, there's only two Let games go, that John. are over 46-5. <laughs> so I, I find that really interesting because you know everyone's kind of it makes picking the over under much harder. And how about the bad beat of the week? Which oh, this was? is is this San Francisco? This is San Francisco, LA. Four seconds left. They kick a field goal, and they were they. I think I had them at eight. The Rams. It was the Rams plus eight, and um, and it was seven, seven and a half. I think when he's it went had off. to come out and talk about this because obviously people were infuriated by it. Yeah, and the people who said, "Well, obviously, Sean." Uh, sorry, well, obviously, uh, Sean McVay doesn't have any bet down. I, I was like, I'll bet his dad does. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a road we want to go down here. Um, uh, New York Giants take on the San Francisco 49ers uh, on Thursday night, Friday morning, technically. But I'm not calling it Friday morning football. It sounds weird. 15 to 4 about the New York Giants. San Francisco 49ers are, as you would expect, 1 to 5 because the Giants are awful. Um, it's a 10-point spread, which might might just perk up the ears of some, 10 to 11. And then 44 is the current over or under points total. Um, John, is it is it one of those um, bad Thursday night games that we used to get a couple of seasons ago where you're just like, this is this is not going to be great. one-sided, yeah. Very one-sided. Torrent of offense from the 49ers. Um, yeah, potentially. Like, sometimes these games stick out to me a little bit. Um, like... If, if this was a game between the 49ers and the Giants through their first six quarters of the NFL season where they hadn't scored a point, you'd be looking at a wash and you'd be looking at, a, you'd be looking at you know, a, maybe a 20-point handicap or something like that, or probably like 16 or something like this. But to their credit, they they obviously came back in the second half last week against Arizona and, and pulled off that win and showed 
the capability of putting some points on the board too. So with kind of with that in mind, like if you're looking at a money line bet, which I don't expect many of the listeners are, uh, it's 49ers all day long. They're going to win the game, especially at home. Like, I mean, I can't see any other scenario than that happening. But sometimes when you've got a high-powered offense like this and you've got a team like the Giants who haven't started well but can sometimes stay in games, I think that the uh, the 10 uh, handicap, the 10-point handicap, can sometimes be up for grabs and can be in play. So I'm kind like this wouldn't be like this isn't going to be my best bet or anything along those lines. But I do think Giants on the handicap is worth looking at in in this particular game. Uh, Just there's they showed they can score points in the second half. And if they can bring in that momentum into this game, I think they might be able to keep it close. Yeah, San Francisco is a defensive team. I mean, that's the core. That's the core of their game. Um, And, you know, Purdy's played well, but, you know, Purdy's not going to not going to put up uh you know four passing touchdowns in many games unless someone gets a lot of yards after the catch but they're very efficient often offensively um and of course Saquon is out um I am I'm pretty positive that he's going to be out yeah. out for mm-hmm. the game so um that's another knock on the Giants and they put the second half on on Arizona um <laughs> I think because Dayball understood what Gannon's defense was doing better than um, <laughs> better than because he apparently called the plays in the second half, so it was it was he put the play caller hat on, so it was a game of two hats. Um, but um, I thought, you know, I, I just think 10, 10 were always worries me. Um, it started out at ten point five <laughs> and it dropped down to ten because not enough people. But it also started out at forty five and has dropped down to forty four, which says to me that people think the Niners are going to score and the Giants aren't. Um, and and forty four um, looking under that might well be a sneaky play. Okay. Um, before I go on to the nine twenty five contest, which is the Bears at Kansas City. Um, good God, Sky! Why did you pick that? Anyway, um, <laughs> well, they picked it weeks ago, I suppose, but still, yeah. I mean, that yeah, was a there's a lot of bear fan bears fans in Britain. You know, they showed back. Kansas City uh, uh, in the six o'clock game. I mean, I know the Super Bowl. Well, you always show but... Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's you know, that's kind of like the zombie zombie programmer kind of uh, decision. The league will you know promote it and all, and and there are a lot of bears fans in Britain. The Sky, yeah, the old Sky producer Carl Carl Bauman was a big Bears fan, so the Bears used to feature quite a bit when he was doing it. Um, anything else in the six o'clock games that catches your eye? I suppose most notably uh, what we mentioned there is Patriots Jets over under being so low, maybe catches mm. some eyes. And that's Mike. Well, that's yeah, that's figuring that Belichick's going to drive Zach Wilson crazy. But you know, the Patriots have they were so they've been so frustrating in the first two weeks because you know they give up. Uh, first week it was turnovers. Second week it was it was it was big plays. But they give up lots. They they turn the ball over. Um, they have no no one you need to worry about on that offense. You don't have to double anybody on the team. And just like last year uh, in New England, Xavier Howard sort of like outmuscled Devonte um, Parker for for uh, an interception, which turned out to be key. And the rookie Pop Douglas, that that little little slot receiver. You know, looks like the one guy who's kind of explosive on that offense. He fumbled the ball and he didn't play again. He went into Belichick's doghouse, so he's probably going to play again sometime in 2025 um, if he's still on the team. So, uh, 37's not much, and y- you kind of think they should be able to go over that. Um, yeah, 
you know, even with with Zach, because Zach Wilson can make one or two big plays. He's got he's got Garrett Wilson, um, you know, which is a real plus. Brees Hall in week one looked like he was back to, you know, pro ball form and last week had nine yards rushing. So yeah, like uh, that, that would be, well. yeah. And the Patriots who were supposed to be great against the run couldn't stop Miami's run. But I think that was partly because they were selling out to stop Tyreek Hill. He was being double covered. He only had 40 yards receiving, mm-hmm. but they got, you know, monster just was too, was too quick for them. So um, I, I, I'm surprised actually in this one that the jets are getting points at home, even with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Um, I mean, Patriots could win this game. It should be a close game, but um, I think I'll go over on, on this on this one as well. Um, okay, and John, thirty seconds or less. Tennessee Titans at the Browns. How will the Browns get on? Do you think this weekend? I'm sure you have a uh, yeah I'm dossier at... of thoughts, but I need thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean the only real play here, even even with the fully healthy Browns, with this offense the and their defense being excellent. The, the only real play is the under in, for the brands until until proven otherwise, I think. Okay. As I mentioned, the 925 <laughs> game uh, that Sky are going to go. But look, we'll talk about Bears, Kansas City Chiefs. But uh, if anyone wants to talk about Panzer Seahawks or Cowboys the Cardinals either or wants to drop anything in there, because obviously we try and look at everything with the red zone and all that. And I think most of us listening are watching red zone, if being truly honest. and. Mm-hmm. Um, last year we were mainly concentrating on red zone, but since we know the Sky games well in advance now, we kind of just mix it all up. Um, but I will say that the Bears are obviously five to one. The handicap in that is twelve point five, so it's big. Forty seven point five is the uh, over under. Uh, Panthers Seahawks the handicap is five point five, and the Cowboys Cardinals is another big one. It's twelve point five. So. John, of all of the, they're big handicaps, aren't they? I mean, they would put the fear of God in me, to be honest, sticking minus 12.5 on, no matter who you're playing. Yeah, exactly. I think it was 13.5 yesterday as well. So, I mean, the market is changing a little bit, perhaps reflecting what you're saying there, Kieran. Um, yeah, this is this kind of falls into the category I was mentioning about the, the 49ers Giants game a little bit. With these handicaps, you never really quite know, you know, it, it's as big as it's going to get really in the NFL. But, you know, obviously it's picked there for a reason. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. And unfortunately for all the Britain-based Chicago Bears fans, the Bears are the Bears. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> the uh, Justin Fields experiment. Yeah, they've exactly. I was going to talk about Justin Fields because they, Everflus, I don't know what they're really doing with him at the moment. He's pr- like, if you looked at Justin Fields last year, he clearly had deficiencies in the passing game, but his running game was, you know, I thought that was the foundation of him as a player. But it seems like the coaching staff in Chicago this season are trying to make him into a pocket passer or at least develop that aspect of his game. And he's a project player, so you can understand why they're trying to do that. But at the same time, it just seems like you're neutering what he's actually very good at. And the Bears are zero and two and looking arguably like one of the top or the the bottom three teams in the league. Top of the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So going into a game in Kansas City, like a win is out of the question. Like that's that's for sure. It's just whether or not they can kind of keep it within that handicap zone. And uh, God, I don't know. Like this, I'm I'm 50-50. This is a knife edge one for me. I'd probably lean towards... I think the over, uh, the over, uh, what is it, 40, is it still 47? 47 and 5. Yeah, I think the over in the uh, 47.5 here is uh, is probably the best play, particularly here and given what you were saying about the over being a little more prevalent so far this year than 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 the under, and particularly compared to last year. If you remember, it started last year, it was like yeah. every single game was the under. Uh, so I think my my the way I'm looking at the games for this one is the Chiefs will be the Chiefs. They're, they're still not taking to the extent that you will imagine they'll be playing, you know, in the latter half of the year to where, as we get close to the playoffs, 
but I'm just hoping from the Bears' perspective and a neutral fan's kind of perspective as well that they kind of put, let the reins off Justin Field a little bit and just make him let him allow him to play to his own strengths. And if they do that, he's good for you know a rushing touchdown a game, maybe even two. And sure, if he's able to get lucky in the passing game, that means you're looking at the over in this. So I mean, that's what I kind yeah, of yeah. The over under opened at forty nine and, and then went down to uh, 47.5 because I don't think people the problem with the Chiefs right now is that they're big their um, downfield receivers can't hold the ball and Kelsey obviously is not 100% he, and he's so he's not he's not going to beat you on on 15 yard crosses or stuff he's all of his catches were short ones um, la- last week and Marde- Marquez Valdez Scantling is disappeared I don't know where he what yeah. where he is, but you know he should be getting more more looks from Mahomes. So I would probably go under in this one. Really? Um, yeah, there, there was a moment in that Bears game where Fields threw a nice ball to somebody, and the the guys, the Scottish guys, all around me say, "Look, you know, he threw." And I say, "Yeah, but look at him. He had all day to throw it. Yeah. <laughs> he waits till the guy is like a foot and a half clear." of the defender and then he throws the ball, you know, yeah. and that's what the problem is. Um, that, besides the fact, line as well, you can't do with those. Guys yeah. Front, you? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I would go under in this one, remembering that, that Kansas city scored 17 points last mm. week. Did you, uh, do you know who uh, Travis Kelsey is rumored to be dating Mike? Oh yeah. It's not a rumor. They're quietly seeing each other. Apparently. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Did you see, I mean, Oh, it was brilliant because the week before Aaron Rodgers had gone to a Taylor Swift concert at the Meadowlands yeah. and, and tweeted about how great Taylor Swift was, how wonderful it was. The Swifties were great, you know, go Jets, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, there's Travis Kelsey quietly slipping in the back door. <laughs> in the background, yeah. Well, if the Chiefs are to win on uh, Sunday, he'll need to find a lot of blank space. Ooh, John is like, what? You were swift to get to that one. Well, let me tell you something. The Taylor Swift fans of this show, which I'll be honest, I can't see them being a lot of crossover. But if they were listening, just the host of Oh, did you see the did you see the outfit he was wearing when he showed up? She dressed him when he showed up at the stadium last week. You know a lot about this. I really didn't think you were going to know a lot so much about this. I put the show on like a a, a way I did not want it to go. Um, This this is the bet fair, the you know, NFL only better plus pop culture references. Podcast. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, can, we, first, can we get back to DeAndre Swift, please, or Jonathan it's, Taylor? It's, <laughs> it's the it's the first um, pop culture reference that you've given that is from over 1988 <laughs> in almost 100 shows. <laughs> um, quickly, just very on the other games that are kicking off because that, that's a real there's a treble there, you know, Panthers, Seahawks, Bears, Chiefs, Cardinals, Cowboys. If you you know want to put some sort of like a treble is. The kind of multi that a lot I would like as well, because then you're not looking at like five, six teams. Um, uh, I would look probably Cowboys, Cardinals. That's big as well. Twelve point five. Would we say they would cover that? The Cowboys at the moment, in the way that their offense is playing. Mike, you're nodding. John, would you? Nod? Yeah, I didn't yeah. think Arizona's deep. Well, obviously Arizona's defense didn't play well in the second half, um, yeah. and the Cowboys. The Cowboys will have watched that. It's interesting. There, I mean, they're such a strong team, and and Parsons right now is the best defensive player in the league. Um, and they're using him, they're using him really well, but you know, they've got Stefan Gilmore back there at corner now, um, which makes a big difference for them. The offensive line is still strong. Prescott, 
I wouldn't get, you know, hugely excited about Prescott, but he's doing most things right and very little wrong. And that's what that's all they really need. You know, their their only problem is sort of a second running back to Tony Pollard. Um, they used him a lot this week, and that was mostly because they had the lead and they, you know, they were just sitting up sitting on the ball. But he he wasn't spectacular. Like he he had a lot of big runs in the first week. I, I point out that Dallas has beaten New York City 70 to 10 in the last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's certainly been uh, a, a bit of a, a good start for Dallas. And Panthers, Seahawks, lads, 5.5. Uh, Seahawks, do you know what? I'd look at the 42 on that. The Seahawks are a high-scoring offense. The Panthers, I'm, I know they're coming off not scoring a lot of points against New Orleans Saints, but they they look okay. Uh, but the Seahawks are high powered. If, if you're going to beat the Seahawks, I think you need to know you need to get some touchdowns. You need to play that way. Yeah, the Panthers' defense is better than people thought, and the Seahawks' defense is worse, I think, than people thought this year. <laughs> Which would make the over um, even better. Yeah, exactly. I'm very quickly, Mike. Just one last thing. I'm picking up on what John put down there um, with the Bears. John mentioned something about is this the type of game where look if you're you know coaching Justin Fields you're like look nobody expects us to win like so why don't you just go out there and do what you're good at or would they just be like oh, yeah. into this plan well, of trying to make him a pocket why don't they just say like hey let, let's just you run the ball like do what you're good at and let's see been, how we go it's been the death of a number of mobile quarterbacks to be forced into being a pocket passer partly because you can almost see their brains working you know, it's like a cartoon where the where the guy's feet start whirling before he actually you know starts going because they want to break the pocket, and you can see the brain saying, "No, no, no, I got to stay." This is what happened to Sean Watson um, in Houston after he injured his knee and came back, and Bill O'Brien wanted him to stay in the pocket so he wouldn't you know wouldn't injure the knee again. Um, somebody made a suggestion that uh, Greg Roman, who used to be the offensive coordinator in Baltimore and then San Francisco when Kaepernick was there, he might be a better guy to bring in as a coordinator because he understands a running quarterback and they could make it a run first kind of offense for him. And, you know, and maybe that would paper over some of those cracks in the, in the receiving game. But, you know, apart from DJ Moore, they don't really have much in the receiving game as well to make, you know, to make it easy for him. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing of it, the one thing, just the final thing I'll say on, on Justin Fields is like Chicago haven't had any luck with quarterbacks for decades. Since Sid, since yeah. Sid Luckman. Basically. Yeah. So <laughs> it, we're going back a long time here. And I think we can kind of perhaps make the, the, the call now that I don't think Justin Fields is going to be the, the elite quarterback that they're looking for. So with that said, what I would do if I was in the bears, I would just, you know, maximize, get everything you can out of him on his rookie deal before you have to pay him, which involves running the legs off him too and just kind of rolling the dice and seeing what happens. And then, look, if he's still healthy by the by the time his deal ends, make the call then. But don't try and change the player at the moment in, in his year two in, in the National Football League. It's it's just a, I can't understand that decision at all. Yeah, he's going to get hit a couple of times probably on Sunday. He's going to need to shake it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't know if, you could, if anyone could see Kieran's face now. He's so happy with himself after that reference. <laughs> Three more games. Time for the big finish. Sunday night football. Oh, and I do know why they're showing two games on Monday night, but I'll save that. You need to listen for another couple of minutes. Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Las Vegas Raiders. 11 to 10 about the Steelers. The Raiders are 3 to 4. 2.5 is the spread in the over-unders. 43. John, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you would have watched. With I did. They're... 
They're not a good team. To be, well, the defense is very good. They're not a good team. They're, they're not, though. Well, I'm, okay, well, I will actually... They won, they won the preseason, John. They won well, preseason, yeah, exactly. They okay, were. so I, t- I take it all back. Um, no, they're no, they're a good defensive team, so sorry. I will adjust what I said there. But the um, offense is not... It's just not performing. It's not playing well at all. And they scored, what, 26 points against Cleveland, but how many of those points were given to them directly by Deshaun Watson or, or just various mistakes that the Cleveland offense made? Uh, most of them, to be honest. So I think um, the Raiders are another team that are kind of flying a little bit under the radar in this one. Um, So I don't know. I think the only thing that's really looking or that's jumping out to me here is the under 44. At least it was 44 on Tuesday. 43. 43. See, the market's kind of coming where I kind of expected it to go. That might even go down a little bit before Sunday um, or before the game takes place. Uh, Yeah, I'm going the under on this one. I don't really have much faith in the Steelers in Las Vegas being able to put some points on the board. Quarterback looks a bit dodgy. The just the entire there's just no fluency in their in their attack at the moment. So uh, I, I I look at the Raiders to win uh, and the under forty four or under forty three. Yeah, this started this started with the Raiders as home dogs and then it flipped. Uh, I can't I think understand the, how the how the Steelers would have been favored going into this one. Yeah, they're, I don't, and I don't Pitts, get it. two and a half Pittsburgh's getting is is not really enough to to interest me in that. Um, one of the teams has to explode at some point, which, but I'd agree with you that sort of the over, the under still seems like a better bet, even though it's down to 43. Yeah. It was a rough day for Raiders of Buffalo, let's be honest. So, yeah. Uh, you, I think the, be... like, if you look at the, I don't have them in front of me now, but if you look at the kind of the facts and the stats from that game, they didn't play as bad as the scoreline suggests in that particular one. So that's maybe one of the only things that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm leaning heavily towards the Raiders just to win the game in that one for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the two Monday Night Footballs, I can explain why in Monday Night Football is it's because of the current writer strike. Um the oh. the lack of programming along those lines. So the NFL have said that they will have two games on Monday night or show a fresh slate of Monday night football until the writer strike is called off. So have there you go. Sacked, yeah. Have they sacked the NFL writers then as well? Who after oh. the uh, after the Aaron Rodgers injury, they're like, no, we need to we need to bring this season in a new direction. We're going to get the. I, you, I wish the I wish yeah I wish somebody on the NFL UK website would strike because those guys <laughs> just can't write. <laughs> okay, I don't know where they find them, but you know, like English grammar. Is just non-existent. Have you got any more axes to grind today, Mike? Yeah, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who else can we? Who first, else can first, we go uh, for? And another thing: the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a quarter past twelve. That's a watchable game, people. You know, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Four to nine about the Eagles. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are nine to five. Five point five is spread. Forty-six. Um, John, one thing that you you mentioned, of course, is 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 your 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 ex is up at uh, Tampa Bay and doing all right. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing fine. Uh, like he's doing better than fine. He's, he's surpassing the expectations you'd imagine. But it's it's he's two and zero so far. Well, the, the entire Buccaneers are not just Baker Mayfield. Field uh, madness. Yeah. So I mean, I have to say it's it's nice. I don't think there's many people that would dislike Baker Mayfield. Perhaps his, his personality gets on people's nerves a little bit. But it's I, I think he's had a rough go of it in the league the last couple of years. So it's to see him have a little bit of success, I suppose. But I don't expect that success to continue when the Philadelphia Eagles roll into town um, this weekend. Again, Philly aren't a team that have really hit their stride, but you're looking at a, a, a lot of teams in this league yet haven't really delivered on what you'd expected them so far. I guess we'll be talking about another one in a few minutes, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but yeah, Philly not hitting where you'd imagine them to be at this point of the season so far, but there's still more than enough in the tank for them to to go in there. And, you know, I think even well, the handicap 
was five and a half on Tuesday. I don't know if that's just it was six and a half Monday and it went down really? immediately. People were jumping on Tampa and it went yeah. down to five and a half. So I think I still think I'd, I, I'd still imagine that the uh, the Eagles have enough to win this one by by a touchdown. Um, they're just they're a better team all around. Buccaneers are keeping it together, but they're they're a team with good pieces rather than rather than being a good unit. If you know what I mean? Like Mike Evans will will be catching touchdown passes until he's in his seventies, kind of thing. If he wanted to, um, but this is this this has all the earmarks of a, of a Philadelphia win. Yeah, Mike Evans is a big part of Mayfield's offensive success because you know he's the class, classic guy. You throw the ball within three feet of him, and he can come down with it and and make something happen. Tampa's defense is pretty good. I mean, they haven't lost a lot there, and Vita Villa had a tremendous game last week. And um, the Eagles' defense was a bit spotty. They they had moments, um, but I think they're still. Uh, what I think I said this early in the week um, with Nat, they I think they were trying to they're still trying to put together pieces. And what really stood out was that with Bradbury, the cornerback Bradbury out, um, Job, the kid from Alabama who was on they, two years in a row, they've had undrafted corners from Alabama, both of whom I thought I was surprised didn't get drafted. Um, just a second. John, we'll talk amongst ourselves. Actually, while Mike is doing that, it is a good oh. opportunity for me to mention. Hold on there now, Mike. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying of to course, the special to... that we will have um, on the NFL on Sunday, which is uh, bet a fiver on bet builders and get a free five pound bet. Uh, terms and conditions apply for that. You can check them out in the description of this podcast. Mike, you're back. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really uh, go. Sergio Leone with a message for me there from the grave. Um, and so what I was saying was that, you know, Job obviously didn't know what he was doing out there and, and got lost a couple of times. Uh, and, and that and that hurt them a lot. And they lost Nicobe Dean. They've got they've got they're breaking in a whole group of new defensive players, you know, and Jalen Carter looks absolutely as good as he did Um you know, before the draft, before all the problems, and, and he slid down in the draft. He was my number one pick, you know, bef- uh, at the end of the college season. If you didn't really? need a quarterback, he would be the guy I would take. So, you know, I, I think this this could be the game where Philly starts to put it together defensively, and I'm not sure that Tampa's going to um, challenge them enough, that defense enough offensively. Uh, but I, I think it's it's an interesting game, and it's probably going to be, I think, a close one, which means Tampa and the points could be, you know, could be pretty interesting. And I think under forty six is a pretty good one too. Okay, um, let's move on to the last game that we're going to look at in detail, which uh, I clicked off to read uh, about our offer, and now I don't see Rams, any spreads. Bengals, so I believe. Yes, I know what the game is, John Balfe. I just needed to check all the numbers. Don't make fool of me on my own. Handicap was that. Plus two and a half in LA's favor, and the over under was forty four five on Tuesday. I've got it back, and I've got and a it's down to forty. It was forty six. It was forty six on Monday. And it's down to forty three five now. God, I love the intro for it. Could we all just stop for a second? What <laughs> everyone listen to Kieran. Stuff? Everyone listen to Kieran. Just everyone listen to me. It's my podcast. <laughs> uh, we started the show by talking about teams that were zero uh, and two that needed to, you know, get going, and that was the Chargers, Vikings. And as I was taught in college, you should start well and end well, and then everyone will forget how bad it was in between. So we should talk about another team that's 0-2. The Los Angeles Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, 11 to 10 the Rams, 3 to 4 the Bengals, 2.5 is spread, 43.5 is the over under. Now, you know what? 
lots of people, they always say, what's going on with teams? Mike, oh, why are they not doing very well? Well, Bengals is pretty straightforward what's happening because he can't, he can't get the ball to Chase, who was his number one target. He's got awful figures. Um, I should know he's in my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just seems, Burrow, he just seems just a little bit taking a second or two longer than he used to. That, that, that hand-brain mechanism that he had, which was very Tom Brady-esque at times, it's just a little bit on a different wavelength right now. He's being doubled constantly. I mean, and, you know, it's the Belichick, the Belichick thing. We're going to take him out of the game and you beat us with T. Higgins and, and Boyd. Um, Boyd, my man, he's and, good. And, and Higgins, you know, had a very good game. Um, but I think part of the problem is that Burrow is playing hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said this last week as well. And he doesn't have the mobility that he had, but he also doesn't seem to be able to throw the ball very well when he's planted, you know, because I think the leg is giving him problems there. So that that's their main problem here. And the Rams have been very, you know, um, e- efficient. I love the, you know, Puka and Tutu or Tutu yeah. and Puka. It's like a kid's puppet show, you know. Um, but, they you know, McVeigh has done a great job of keeping his offense going without, you know, a whole lot, a whole lot of um, of star talent. I, I think Cincinnati win this one, um, and two and a half is not enough to make me go to the Rams. I think I would, I would take Cincinnati and, and a three point win here. Okay, uh, the Rams Bengals, John, as mentioned, eleven to ten about Rams Bengals three four. Mike's coming on the Bengals side. What way are you going? I probably I'm not see. Burrow at the moment is still listed as questionable, so I don't think really we can make a call on this until we know we see the injury report by the time the game comes around. Because I think that should really, really influence how you look at this this particular market. No um, chance he doesn't play, but anyway, keep. Going. Yeah, that's that. I mean, he'll 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 play, but I suppose the broader question is, you know, how will he play? Um, because you know, so far this season, he's like like Michael says, he's definitely looking like a quarterback who has like a bit of a dodgy calf. But also more than that, he's also looking like a quarterback who just didn't throw the ball at all in preseason, and he's kind of just like getting back into the swing of things on the job a little bit. Um, so I don't, I, I I can actually see this game swing in either way. I I I'd probably lean more towards the Bengals, but the most confident. Like I'm going to stay away from this game personally speaking, to be honest with you. But I'd be if I was to put some something down on this, it would be the over, um, just because on the off on the, you know, supposition that Burrow gets back in there and gets some points going. But also, like Mike was saying, this Rams offense is looking like way better than it should be on paper, and that the these new <laughs> receivers that they have are, are really really doing quite well. And then fast forward a few weeks when you add Cooper Cup back in there, this this looks like a, a Rams team team. Excuse mm-hmm. me, we're trending upwards again, so that'll be good. And, and the Bengals line. Yeah, the Bengals line is awful. We should we should mention that too. You know, and, and they, for, yeah, Burrow needs to be with able Orlando to. Brown, even with the, but they the can't run the ball. Never. Yeah, they can't yeah. run the ball either. Nixon Nixon's not the one. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we said. I think we've said this last week or maybe the week before as well. But like, there just seems to be no the Bengals problems with that offense it's it's the offensive line We've, it's been the same way for a couple of years now with joe burrow being one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league and they just can't seem to fix it so sometimes you know at some point you have to make make the call that this isn't like necessarily a personnel issue it's a scheme issue where it's a coaching issue there's something broader going on there about how they just can't protect their quarterback and now you're seeing it unfortunately with burrow mm-hmm. like i don't really know how he got his injury to be honest with you but uh yeah you, you if you're if you're injured if your quarterback is looking like he's starting to become a little injury prone that's very very concerning for one of the most highly paid players in the history of the of the nfl yeah 
Well, look, playing injured as a quarterback is something Joe Burrow's got to get used to all too yeah. well. Boom, that's three! <laughs> that's three! Swifties love it. John's like, what? I didn't get that um, one, to be honest. <laughs> it's not all too no. well, or the 10-minute version. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> anyway, um, we will... Uh, move on uh we got your best bets i just want to remind everyone it's a big weekend coming up of course uh you got uh cracking football loads of racing taking place as well so you got racing only better football only better nfl rugby action kicks into gear to some good games in the rugby world cup a reminder to always please do gamble responsibly uh enjoy everything that we offer but do it responsibly and if you ever need to look up uh some of the responsible gambling tools on the betfair sports book as well um Gentlemen. Is, Por- is Portugal playing uh, Uruguay in the Rugby World Cup this weekend? I mean, the way you pronounce we, both of them. Aren't we going to get amazing. treated to that? <laughs> are Portugal playing Uruguay? I don't think they're. I don't know. Uh, the British press. I hate the British press. Oh my here's god! Another, he's out of the here's game. another moan. But, you know, I mean, yes, England is is awful. You know, and and they play awful rugby. There's they're playing the rugby that worked for them. 25, 30 years ago, you know, and and it doesn't. But they do this kind of let's have a big hand for the noble challenger, you know, or the or the plucky. And you know, I, I full credit to teams like Japan and Portugal who play attacking rugby, you know, and, and stuff like that. But it's, I mean, watching a tournament, it's it's like watching Alabama play Wofford every every week, you know. It, it just it's no fun to watch. Routes routes are boring. You know, what can we learn? What can we learn from Ireland beating uh, the, who was it, Romania, 88 to 8 or something yeah. like that? You know, nothing, basically, you know. But, but they have it, to be in clear. Look, we're getting on tangent. But th- there yeah. have been good games. There are France All Blacks. Ireland take on South Africa this weekend. Oh, yeah. Wales take on Australia. Absolutely. And but that's what the World Cup should be. Good. It should be the best teams in the world playing, you know? Yeah, but unfortunately, there are tier two nations. Anyway, <laughs> gentlemen, we've gone way off track there because Mike had another <laughs> yeah. act to grind. You can cut that. You can cut that out. If no, you I'm want. not going to cut it. No, I'm not a cutter. I'm not a cutter. <laughs> yeah, Mike, we're leaving your comments on the record and you'll have yes, to answer to the next I mean, I like, <laughs> I like your rugby podcast. I don't want to, you know, turn people off listening to it. It was good. Yes. Thanks for that. Um, it is. Yeah. Listen, you guys both won at the weekend, so I shall not go first. Um, who will I go to first? Good. John looks the most ready. Yeah, John, John's I got like a good one. I, I like Unless he's constipated. He's either, <laughs> he's either ready or constipated. Yeah. I just had a coffee. I'm definitely not constipated, Kieran. Um, what I will say is that I'm looking at the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. And uh, Kieran, do you have the, the what's the handicap in this one? Is it still plus 2.5 or in, in two, Jets are two and a half at home? Two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at uh, taking the Patriots on the on the given given the points away there. I think it's it's even though it's the zero and two, it's the first time they've been zero and two since I believe the 2001 season. Uh, I can't imagine they'll be going zero and three, particularly with uh, Bill Belichick's distaste towards the New York Jets. I just can't imagine a scenario where he allows them to win. <laughs> So I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that the Patriots will do anything other than win by at least a touchdown at home to the Jets, particularly. You, you have Jets. you have seen their offensive line? Oh, I've seen all those things, but it's still <laughs> it's still the New York Jets playing the Patriots. And I just I can't I just can't. Maybe this is just naive. I mean, I can't see the Patriots starting zero and three. I just can't. So we'll, we'll see. J-E-S-T. Jets. <laughs> um, um, Mike. Yeah, well, I was looking at Indy Baltimore because that started eight and a half and it's down to seven and a half to the Colts. And the Colts defense is fast and, you know, could could play them well. But I don't know if Richardson or Minshew is going to play. So I'm going to just leave that. But I would suggest watching it. The thing with Minshew is he had a great game. He came in and played really well. Um, 
classically with these with backup quarterbacks like that they don't have such a great game when they get the start the next the next game so that worries me so i've switched my attention to the vic fangio bowl um in miami where um denver is getting six and a half and the over under jumped from 46.5 to 48.5 if i'm not mistaken 47.5 now it's down to 47 i'll still go under in that one okay um it was 48.5 this morning at like um on betfair at at like seven o'clock look it is what it is they must have known what was coming so i'm going to be the undertaker again and take the under in that one um, and I'm going to go on and over. Uh, Dallas Cowboys taking on the Arizona Cardinals. I find it interesting that um, in a game where 12.5 handicap that the over line is 43, you'd expect it to be around 47, 48. So if you think Dallas are win are at better are two touchdowns better than the Cardinals, you would expect in and around a 43-ish game. So I, I would say it's going to go over that because um, I would have thought the line would have been about 47.5. And it's 47.5, shall we say, for the Bears-Kansas, which has the same um, sort of handicap. So it just, yeah, it's it, it seems it's five or six points off that um, chat. So there we go. That is mine. Um, gentlemen, I want to thank you again for joining me on this uh, this beautiful morning. Namaste to you too, Mike. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we get a few winners there. Hopefully your best bets continue to win and, and mine maybe gets me off the board. Uh, a reminder, of course, that Bet5, Get5 offer. See the website for details. Once again, a reminder to please do gamble responsibly. We are back this day next week once again and somebody will be 0-3. Will it be the Chargers or the Vikings? We'll soon find out. Thanks for listening. See you soon.